We are on month five. Swasher Watch. David Roth from Defector is with us on the Press Box. Subscribe to the Distraction on Stitcher and use the promo code DISTRACT for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Uh, David, Jared is going to have to tell you this story because I don't uh, remember the details exactly, but we have a listener that is not only intrigued by your dishwasher uh, problems in New York, but has now had his own dishwasher problems. So, Jared, uh, go ahead. Okay, so I had we had a listener text in and was like, hey, who's that guy that we always you guys always talk to about dishwashers? And I gave him, you know, your Twitter account, and he said, yeah, I used to live in New York, and the whole, one of the reasons I moved was because of install, like how hard it was to get stuff installed there. And I would just laugh and laugh and be like, that's why I moved. I installed the dishwasher this week, and it flooded my entire home. <laughs> See, this is why even in my darkest hours with this, I never did I have the thought, you know what, like, I'll do it. Like, <laughs> I have, you know, like, there's a, my wife lives in the same apartment as me, and so if she saw me messing around with something that usually has water going through it, she would hit me with a skillet. But this is one of those things where, like, beyond, like, I think I've, I've mentioned this, too, that, like, the building is controlled by people um, who are attorneys, as, you know, like our world is. But knowing how litigious... Uh-oh. Did we lose David? I don't think we've ever lost him. I don't think no. we have either. We lost Sam Gordon yesterday for approximately six seconds. I think it's been longer than six seconds. Yeah. Oh. Now, can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, here we go. There we go. go. All right. I'm going to stand in one place. Uh, Did you get any of that? Because I was gold, baby. uh, I was giving you a good... Litigious. Yes. Litigious was the last word we heard. Oh, yeah. Anyway, just the idea that anything that could impact the people that live under me, knowing that uh, they're probably, like, partners at some sort of law firm, like, that's not a chance I can afford to take. Like, they could... I mean, I don't know what they would necessarily get from me, like some framed movie posters and all of my baseball cards, but they would win that in court, and then I would have to give it to them. Uh, just to let you know an update here, uh, not only has the wall been fixed at my house that my car ran into, but the toilet has been reinstalled, and it's like it never happened again. See, this is an argument for why a uh, you know an open, non-bureaucratic process that doesn't involve vetting and fax machines Look at I mean, that's a hole in your home. And they just went ahead and patched it right up. I will say that I've also, like, kind of let that one drop. Like, I got other problems. And, uh, the idea, like, it's the sort of thing where I think one of you made this point, you know, might have been back in month two, month three, uh, you know, that was basically like, how often do you use your dishwasher? Right. right. And, uh, you know, that's a reasonable question that I've spent a little time sitting with. Uh, and the answer is that, like, I haven't used it at all in now probably five months. And, like, my life is not appreciably worse for that reason. Well, like, there's other stuff going on, but it's not, like, the hardest thing in the world to wash two plates at the end of the night. You know what I've actually started doing? Because I, I, we don't use our dishwasher. We, I just wash our stuff by hand because it's two of us. We don't use that much stuff. We used to, I used to set everything out on the counter on a towel to let it dry and then put it away once mm-hmm. it was dry. Since we've started talking about your dishwasher, I have started using my dishwasher just to let my dishes dry. Like I wash them by hand and then put them in the dishwasher to let them dry so that I have freed up counter space. What? Yeah. I can't tell you how happy I am that my story has um, brought this community of people together to either appreciate their dishwashers or, in the case of your listener, destroy their homes with their dishwasher. Ed, you seem very confused. You just put them in there wet? (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I clean them. And so what I used to oh. do, I would clean them and then leave them on the counter to dry before right. I put them away. I was like, well, I'm just taking up all this counter space with dishes. I have a giant hole in my counter here that I can put dishes in. And they'll dry in there. Well, I think both of you should get a 22-year-old who eats 19 meals a day and loses 10 pounds, <laughs> and then you'll know how much you use the dishwasher because we use it 40 times a freaking day. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the other thing, too, is that anytime all the things that we would have used it for, we just kind of stopped doing, like having people over or, yes, you know, exactly. there, you see we put like three, four days worth of dishes in there, and then you run it, yes. and then you take them out, and they're all clean magically when you wake up in the morning, and that's nice, too. <laughs> But yeah, the idea of having like uh, an actual other like hardcore eating <laughs> Eater, child in the yes. house would be yes, that's as good an argument for it as possible. Uh, Just constantly a bowl with crusty chili yes, on it, like in your yes. sink at all hours of the day. Exactly, three in the morning, we were clanking around in the kitchen, like, oh, he's eating again. <laughs> Coming back, finding like just lobster shells yes. in the garbage, like, ah, cool, thanks. Uh, all right, David, were you surprised at any of the teams that were reportedly against? raising the luxury tax it was the angels the diamondbacks the reds and i'm forgetting one other team that i can't remember were the you tigers the tigers were you surprised at any of those teams being the ones against the luxury tax being raised did we lose him again wow what happened here we need not only a dishwasher installation we need a cell phone tower installation man no david roth again like you said i don't think he's dropped out Ever since we've talked to him? No, never. Now twice in one call. Ah. I'm going to, yeah, that's impressive there. Impressive by David Roth. But yeah. So I want him to go with the Angels. Uh, serious question for you, Ed. How many times do you use your dishwasher a week? Oh, three. Three times a week? No, no I'm, ser- I'm serious. He yeah. eats I, I, the grocery bills at our house. He's leaving in the summer for his PhD program. My grocery bill will go down like $300 a month, <laughs> and we will wash our dishes I don't know, once every two weeks. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's never ending. I walk in every day and the dishwasher's running. I'm like, again? We're, we're doing these dishes again? And then the great thing is he's responsible for it. And my wife and I are the one who who puts the dishes in and takes them out. So he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to, like, reload or take them out at the end. And, they're, and it's completely full. And that takes, like, 10 minutes to put all the dishes away. You got to make him do it. Well... Have you met him? Make him load the dishwasher. Come on. <laughs> I've got to write something for school. I've got to oh, do something. come on. I've got to do something. He's I've got to work. He's betting on the NBA. He's not <laughs> yeah. writing anything for school. Make him do it. All right. David Roth is back. We, uh, we're continuing the that. dishwasher talk. That's okay. Uh, of those four teams, any of them surprise you? The Tigers did, and I think it's because I forgot that they're now controlled by Mike Illich's fail son instead of by Mike Illich. <laughs> like, the Angels, there's nothing that the Angels could do that would surprise me. <laughs> no. Uh it doesn't make any sense. They're going to, like, especially, they're going to be past that cap no matter what, like, if they ever really try to compete because of just what they're paying Trout forever and what they're going to have to pay Otani sooner than later. So that's just Moreno being a, a weird guy. But the Tigers, like, I had forgotten this because Mike Illich loved to spend on the team. Like, he very much wanted to win a World Series in Detroit. And then I get, he died. I forgot about that part. And so now it's just like one of his kids who's an attorney running a team and uh, I guess deciding that they'd rather collect the uh, collect the um, competitive balance payments instead of spending on two infielders. Like they're going to they're going to make moves this offseason and try to get a little bit better. They're like at that cusp. But I think there's something useful about the fact that the four teams are totally random. Like if you told me it was like 
the Orioles, the Rays, the Rockies, and Jerry Reinsdorf. I'd be like, all right, cool. Like, I can understand all that. Because <laughs> Reinsdorf's hated the union since it started, and he's been there since the union started. And then the other teams are just the cheap teams. Or, But this is, like, I think why it's been so difficult to sort any of this out is that, like, this isn't the four teams that would stand to lose the most if you raise the competitive balance tax. Like, they're just four teams that are grouchy for their own reasons that all wound up on the same side of things. <laughs> I mean, the good news is they don't need, you know, those four teams can, like, up to seven teams. They need 23 teams to vote for it. So I don't necessarily see the holdup unless it's these four teams taking the heat for other organizations that also really don't want it. We both were amazed at the Angels. I mean, but they spend, too. They spend in dumb ways, but they always spend. So I, I don't know if it's just on principle that it's a Moreno thing. Like, do you have, did you have any understanding of why that would be? No. No, yeah, that's, I mean, that's the one guy where, like, I can't. You, you, Tyler made the same point yesterday about Trout and Otani. And if you're going to spend to win, I, I didn't get him at all. Like, I, I actually thought the Tigers were one that surprised me. The Diamondbacks are a weird organization. But the Angels, that, that, came, that would have been like the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, it's like, what does that mean? And apparently the Dodgers are among the teams that are, like, actually pissed that they're not playing baseball right now because they make a lot of money because their yeah. team is good and people go to the games and watch it on TV. And there's just, like, the idea of messing around with this for reasons that it's still – I mean, like, they're going to probably cancel another week of games by the time today is over. It's still really hard to tell why any of this is happening. Well, and that is, I mean, I'd be frustrated, too, if I was a team that made money consistently. Well, we said yesterday, which was a very bizarre report, that the players were mad because the Dodgers and Mets would spend a lot. And oh, as Tyler said, let's favorite. say you're on the, I don't know, let's <laughs> say you're on the Reds, right? Isn't the normal reaction to your owners will then spend more? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are you worried about the Dodgers and the Mets? If you, don't, if you spend, maybe we have a chance. Yeah. I mean, to me, that seems like an owner problem that's being sort of projected elsewhere. I mean, the bit, too, that I don't get is, like, if they spend more and you're a small market team, and maybe this is me being stupid and you could tell me about this, because, like, doing the books is not part of my, my strengths around the house. I'm, like, good at vacuuming <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and delaying home repairs. But the, to me, like, if, they, if more teams are spending more, there is more money going into competitive balance tax kitty, even if you raise the standard that money still gets redistributed to the teams that don't spend so like what exactly is it that is in your favor in this if the Cohen spent 300 million dollars on the Mets roster next year like then that money is taxed at a decently high rate which it, it is even if they don't do the super punitive owner proposal tax rate mm-hmm. where it's like a hundred percent above you know for going over for two years in a row even if that's the case that money still goes back to the Rockies and the Orioles so like what's the beef there? Like, they built a system that works very, very well for them because the union was asleep at the switch for a generation. Like, if they can't take a little bit of a haircut on this for a system that's been making it possible to make nine-figure profits off a losing baseball team for years, then I don't know how you get to yes with that. What is the item in your house that you know you should move, but you don't move when you vacuum? Oh, gosh, we got... My wife got a big dresser, and it's, like, the only actually cool-looking thing in the house. Like, it's, like, kind of designy, you know, and it's sitting right next to the one that I, like, literally inherited from my grandma and just have <laughs> been moving around. But my wife's is lower, and so there's a lot. In order to get 
the stuff out from under it, I would need to sweep and then move the, you know, whatever, <laughs> no pound chance. and a half of hair and bobby pins that's under it out <laughs> and then vacuum that. And uh, that extra step, I don't care for it. Yeah. So it's probably a once every three or four times thing for me. Yeah. I mean, listen, mine's even worse. Mine's my dog's water bowl. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of hair around it. I just don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pick it up. I might spill the water. It's, I don't want to do it. I just don't pick up my dog's water bowl if I vacuum. Yeah, the really, things having to do with cleaning up for your pets or after your pets is really like, I mean, I have a turtle. It's the easiest pet that you could possibly have. I still need to clean that tank. And the water in there is so gnarly, like, all the time that it's, it winds up getting deferred until it's super-duper gross. And then there's just, like, one weekend day where, like, spend 90 minutes thinking about it, take an edible, wait for the edible to hit, and then, <laughs> and then do the turtle tank. Like, it's not a... Uh, and that's, like, the easiest pet you could have. A dog's water bowl is really, like, advanced placement. All right. He's David Roth. There's nothing better. Uh, <laughs> here right. for all your vacuuming and dishwasher needs. <laughs> David, as always, Thanks, thank David. you. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. That was a transition. It was. <laughs> It was. Listen, there. You, do either of you vacuum on a yeah. regular basis? Yeah. We vacuumed the other day. Yesterday we vacuumed. What do you not move? Like, what do you know? What oh, item desks. You, couch. You couch. know you should move. Uh, couch is too heavy. I'm saying, like, my oh, no, dog's no. water bowl. I do not move my dog's oh. water bowl. I've got, I've got uh. like, not linoleum. Uh, I've got, like, bamboo wood floors. So moving the couch is literally, like, oh, push it just, and oh, yeah. slide against the wall. See, we have wood I'm not floors. doing that. We have wood floors where we're only vacuuming the few carpets we've put down on the wood floors. So we don't vacuum that okay. much. All right. I just, anytime I vacuum, it's like dog's water bowl. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to move that. I won't even really move the chairs around our kitchen table out of the way. I'll just vacuum in between, in the between legs. them. Yeah. Good enough. Good enough. Our house is dirty. Don't come over. Coming up next... It's Bischoff's Briefs. Did you? Bischoff's Briefs. Throwing out random numbers authoritatively is the best way to pass as a baseball expert. Bischoff's Briefs. By the way, it's commendable how many baseball players care so deeply about the equal rights amendment. Bischoff's Briefs. Somebody get me some antibiotics because that ball is gonorrhea. Bischoff's Briefs. Uh, before I get into Bischoff's briefs today, uh, Jerry Judy tweeted a frowny face emoji or a sad face emoji. Oh, oh man! Poor what guy. does that tell us? What does that tell us? Current quarterbacks? <laughs> I think. They I know. mean, I think they know. <laughs> yeah, that's, like... that's the nicest thing a Bronco has said about Drew Locke in the off season. Ah, uh, Jerry Judy not going to play there. Rodgers. also. Pat McAfee, who is claiming that the sources four years, two hundred million dollar deal is not. Accurate. Apparently, on his show this morning, he said that Aaron Rodgers called him. So there's so your source. Aaron Rodgers apparently told Pat McAfee there's not a contract in place. I, I will, while Ian Rappaport is reporting, there I is hope a so much. I hope so much that the numbers are exactly what Rappaport reported. I mean, I one of my favorite Ricky Henderson stories will always be him calling uh, management. I want to say with the A's and go. This is Ricky representing Ricky. <laughs> I love it to a certain extent when players are like, according to sources, me, I am re-signing. That's always delightful. This has turned into, okay, dude, you could have put out the statement. Right, you didn't exactly. have to call the former punter turned media darling. All right. Today's Bischoff's briefs. 
taking a look at UNLV and the Mountain West Tournament. Some unfun facts for UNLV, and then some fun projections for UNLV. First off, uh, the last time UNLV went to the semis of the Mountain West Tournament, 2013. That's the semifinals. They also went to the final that year and lost it. But UNLV has not been to the semis since 2013. They play Wyoming in the quarterfinals on Thursday. If they win, they will go to the semis for the first time since 2013. It is unbelievable that UNLV has not been to the semifinals since 2013 because what that means is every time they've gotten a top five seed, they've lost their first game. And every time they've gotten a six to 11 seed, They've either, they have not won two in a row. They do not go to the semifinals. It does not happen. UNLV, um, I gave you this stat earlier, but I'm going to give it to you again. Uh, In the last 10 Mountain West tournaments, UNLV is eight and four as a favorite using Ken Palm projections. They're 0 and six as underdogs. They have not upset anybody. Fun point for you. They're favorite to beat Wyoming by one point, according to Ken Palm. Are they? Oh, we haven't seen. We haven't, haven't seen. I haven't here. seen odds from a sports. Book, it's going to be close. It's but Ken close. Palm has yeah, UNLV yeah, winning by a single point, so it'll close. probably be pick them or pick one or point one. either way. Um, also, I gave you this fact last week: UNLV's record in the last six conference tournaments, three and zero against Air Force, zero and six against everybody else. The last six Mountain West tournaments, the only team UNLV has beaten in the conference tournament is Air Force. They have not beaten a single other opponent in Mountain West tournament play. Also, the Mountain West tournament returned to Las Vegas in the 2007 year, right? It went to Denver for a few years, came back to Vegas, came back to the Thomas and Mack. Since then, since 2007, San Diego State is 7-0 against UNLV in the Mountain West tournament. 7-0 against UNLV. That's 15 Mountain that West That includes, tournaments. I think, like a streak of 20 of 21 wins for them. Right. Against UNLV. Yes. That is, so there have been 15 Mountain West tournaments back in Las Vegas. This is the 16th one since they came back. San Diego State has eliminated UNLV in almost half of those tournaments without ever losing. UNLV has not eliminated them. Right. Since it came back to Vegas in 2007. So those are your, your uh, sad facts about UNLV in the Mountain West tournament. Now... Some fun projections on top of them being projected to beat Wyoming by a single point. First off, I am throwing away the game against New Mexico for this. The 10 games prior to that loss to New Mexico, UNLV's offense was the 13th most efficient offense in the country for that 10-game stretch. Before New Mexico. Before Before the first half of New Mexico. Yeah, they fell to like 30-something since then. But... For that 10 games before New Mexico, which I'm throwing it away. It didn't mean anything. They didn't care. That's what I'm telling myself. Those 10 games, 13th most efficient offense in college basketball and 60th best defensive team in college basketball for that 10-game stretch. There is no other team in the Mountain West over the final 10 games of the season that was top 60 on offense and defense. UNLV was the only one that was top 60 on both. So playing well over the last course of the season, one of the best teams in the conference over the last 10 games of the season. Using Bart Torvik, their odds to win the Mountain West Tournament. Boise State's number one at 23%. San Diego State is number two at 18%. Both Colorado State and UNLV are 14% 
to win the Mountain West tournament. So Boise State and San Diego State are kind of tier one favorites. And then Colorado State and UNLV are kind of tier two likely to win the Mountain West tournament. Both are ahead of Wyoming. Wyoming's down at like 8% to win the Mountain West tournament. Now, Bart Torvik does count these as home games, which is a reason why UNLV is as high as Colorado State, despite not being as good as Colorado State. Bart Torvik views these as home games for UNLV, which is half true, I guess. Uh, Ken Palm has them as semi-home games, which is, I think, a little bit more accurate. That's more accurate. I was there yesterday, and again, it does not look... Yeah. Like and the regular system. As I explained to you, UNLV sucks in the Thomas and Mac in the Mountain West tournament for the last 15 years or so. They have not been very good. So, all that being said, is 14% too high, too low, or just right for their odds to win the Mountain West tournament? I think it's... <sighs> I think it's just about right because, like I told you, I don't believe in momentum, so I don't think the New Mexico game means anything. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think they're yeah. going to play anywhere near. Well, they might play as poorly. We have no idea, but it's not going to be because they played poorly in the first half in New Mexico. We have no idea how they're going to play on Thursday, but it's not going to have anything to do with the Mexico game. So I think fourteen percent is fair, given what you said that they did the ten previous games, and I, I put a lot more stock in ten previous games yeah. than I do like one, you know, one off at New Mexico. I think it's too high. Simply because UNLV, barring upsets, obviously, simply because UNLV is going to have to beat three NCAA tournament level teams in three Three days days to go and win the Mountain West tournament. 14% is not a high number, but I feel like that is unlikely that UNLV does that, especially because their semifinal matchup would be Boise State. And they have struggled against the really good defensive teams in conference play. Playing Wyoming probably helps. I think they've got a better chance to beat Wyoming than any of the other top four teams in conference play. Um, If they got to the finals and it was Colorado State, I think you would prefer that over San Diego State. Uh, But I just, I have to imagine it's less than 14% chance that UNLV beats three NCAA tournament level teams in three days. Yeah. That just seems because right. because again again and we're talking about Lenardi has them as a seven a seven a ten and a twelve right the Mountain West NCAA tournament team so it's not like you're playing high seeds but winning three NCAA tournament team games is the elite eight yeah like that's what yeah. that is now yeah. again to get the elite eight normally you got to beat a top you got to beat seed, a top four you got and play none of these a are power top five four seeds yeah, a power but five team that three straight is an elite eight run and that sounds unrealistic even for this UNLV team, who has proven they can beat these teams, right? They've beaten Wyoming. They've beaten Colorado State. They've even, you know, played close games with Boise State and San Diego State. Like, they've proven they can play with and beat the best teams in this conference. I just have a really hard time seeing it happening three straight days for UNLV because what they're going to need, the defense to be good for three straight days, which we've talked about this a lot. The defense has been all over the place this year. They've had really good games, really bad games. Uh, no doubt they can have a great defensive game. I just don't know if it happens for three straight days. They're also probably going to need Bryce Hamilton to be good for three straight days. Like they probably aren't winning many games in this tournament against good teams. If Bryce Hamilton has a three for 16 shooting game, which he's only had a few of them, but playing three games in three days, if he's taken 28 shots, three straight days, the likelihood of him having one bad game in there is pretty high. So I think it's less than 14%, even though I do think they can beat, any of the four teams. Yeah. I just don't know that they can do it right. three times in a row. That I think is the problem. Coming up next. 
Devontae Adams bought a house in Vegas, but he's not coming. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney and Tyler Bischoff. Man, Devontae Adams is supposed to be a pa- or be a Raider because yeah, he stinks. bought a house in Vegas. Vital Vegas tweeted out he purchased a $12 million home in the Ridges. Oh, man. Vital Vegas and Las Vegas locally known for always nailing it. Never been wrong. Um, Devontae Adams, uh, according to Adam Schefter, is expected to be hit with the franchise tag by the Green Bay Packers now that they have re-signed Aaron Rodgers. They're going to keep those two together. Here's a question for I thought you. thought this was more real estate buying five or six homes and someone saw a name. So... What's more, what's a more reliable predictor of sports player transactions, real estate purchases or who they follow and unfollow on social media? I'm going with the view journal report that this was a real estate uh, company buying up a bunch of houses. Okay. But you, but do you think, I don't know if, I mean, someone saw a name that even when they tweet, even when they tweeted, they said, we have no idea who this is. Yeah. But someone said, this is who the, you know, this is who this is. He's a Packer who might go to the Raiders. But what's more reliable to predict things when we see real estate purchases or when we ha- see people like Kyler Murray well, unfollow everybody and delete all his posts? Because we do to go with the report. We do. A, we do a bunch of them. <laughs> I think it depends on the location, like buying a house in Nashville or L.A. or Las Vegas. I don't think that's any indication. But if somebody bought a freaking house in Buffalo. That dude's going to play with Josh Allen. It's <laughs> a great point. That is a good point. Um, I think it's much more reliable the social media stuff. Like if somebody, if we you love Twitter though, but if if you go on you Instagram it. and it's like, oh, like it happened with Kyler Murray, right? But that was him. This wasn't Devontae Adams tweeting out, "I bought a house." I thought you were talking specifically about Devontae Adams. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I, I think you're. I think you're missing what I'm asking. Not not how the real estate's getting reported. I'm saying when we have we have reports of Aaron Rodgers bought a home in Nashville, Tom Brady bought a home in Nashville, Devontae Adams bought a home in Vegas, Tom Brady bought a home in Vegas, right? We have these reports about athletes that buy homes in cities they're not playing in, right? Is that more reliable to predict where they're going to play or is a story about, hey, uh, this player is now unfollowing his team on Instagram. Hey, Kyler Murray deleted all posts about the Cardinals. Is that more reliable than where athletes buy land? Okay, I misunderstood you then. Yeah. Because I thought you were talking about a, for specifically the Devontae Adams story and someone tweets that we don't know who he is, but we heard we saw this name. Yeah. So he's buying this house, and then everyone goes crazy. Oh, right. it means he's going to the Raiders. Like, nah, it doesn't really mean he's going to the Raiders. Yeah. And now we know he's not going to the Raiders. Yeah. I think the social media stuff is much more reliable. Well, especially if because, it's coming out by the player himself. Right. When Kyler, because we just saw it with Kyler Murray, he deleted all his posts except for two on Instagram, and then all of a sudden put out this weird statement about how I want to win a Super Bowl in Arizona, and they better extend me now. And right. Cliff Kingsbury got an extension instead. Um, like, obviously, there was something there. There might not have been anything between Devontae Adams no. buying a house in Vegas or Tom Brady buying a house or shopping for a house in Vegas, whatever he was doing two off seasons ago. Uh, by the way, Kyler Murray. Posted all his photos back up again. Oh, so he's back? Uh, now he's back? He's maybe. okay? If if you believe that social media can predict what's going to happen here, I mean, he's predicting now he's going to get a great deal given the coach and the GM were extended yeah. for like seven if, years. If we believe this, Kyler Murray's signing an extension right now or already signed it and put all his posts back up on Instagram and is happy and ready to go. So we'll see. If tomorrow we come on here and Kyler Murray's got an extension, 
always we be- know. Always believe Instagram. Always believe it. Okay, so this is slightly tangential, but what if the, your former coach, who is your next-door neighbor, sells his house? Well, do you think that affects your like yeah. your ability to play because you don't get to like lean over the fence and go, what would you do? Oh, that's right. Remember, that's he, why he when the it. report came out on the ridges, I'm like, wait a minute, why isn't it? Uh, why isn't it down the Highlands, right? like right next door to Derek Carr? If he and Carr are such good friends, because I think the number was around the same number. Yeah, he should. He should have just bought Gruden's house. If yeah, he was coming here. He could have lived right, right next door. It's got a gym. It's got a movie theater. It's got everything in that house. Jared reminded me. You remember in season one? One I can't remember which announcer it was, but one of the announcers said, "Yeah, we talked to Derek Carr, and he said he calls John Gruden every day." Yes. Yeah. Over had, the, he- over the his, hedges, over the had hedges. Had his best season statistically. <laughs> John Gruden as his next door neighbor, not as his coach. That is true. It's true. So, it's what true. are we predicting? Derek Carr has a decline this year because John Gruden is moving away. Oh. Let's I ask, mean, let's ask Paul Gutierrez. Or will he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or will he still call John Gruden on a daily basis, even though he's not his neighbor mm. anymore? I bet he keeps in contact with him. Probably. I bet he keeps in contact with him. Can we do the sort of thing where, like, they make him, like, what they do with dads at uh, Alabama? Can we just make John Gruden a, uh, like, uh, an analyst? quote-unquote analyst? (laughs) Only Derek Carr, though. Derek Carr, hi. Yeah. Oh, he can be the offensive analyst for their uh, practices at the park. (laughs) He's not, he is not allowed in team facilities or to wear team garb. But what if there were pictures out at Flamingo at the park and there's yeah. Gruden like screaming at people? Cars throwing to Zay Jones and John Gruden's just yelling at him in the oh, background. Oh, that would be great. Be fun. That's what we got last the last two years. Yeah, we got that. these guys out of parks. Yeah. So I think they're allowed in the facility, so we probably won't see them at random parks around Las Vegas anymore, but could happen. Yeah, you never know. Just get out and throw the ball. Get out. How, how many parks are close to Derek Carr and... Uh, John Gruden's old house. Thinking the Highlanders got a few parks there yeah. for families. Here's the question. Did Derek Carr help John Gruden move? Oh, packing up the boxes? Now, I, I mean, a, Gruden's got enough money he can hire a moving yeah. company, but he also seems like the kind of guy that'd be like, Ooh. nah, I'm moving that dresser myself. Gruden yeah. has a, Gruden Deuce, has, get the other end. <laughs> Gruden has the pods out front, and he's throwing away all his late, uh, Raiders gear. He's throwing all his Raider stuff in the pod. That so is just a, take this away. Jared, that is a good question. That might be the best question you've ever asked on this show. I think... About once a week I get told that by him. I think John moving, 100% Deuce Gruden is there to help. There's well, no he's got to lift everything. Your powerlifting yeah. son yeah. has... Yes, he has to be there. He's obligated. He's yes. coming over to help you move. But I also think because you have a powerlifting son, are you hiring a moving company? Like... Even if you even if you have an obscene amount of money, isn't there some still level of uh, I'm not paying guys to move boxes out of my house? Deuce, get I over still here. Okay. I still bench two two seventy five. Right. I I I'm, I got I mean, this. The not the the amazing thing is all right. I have a desk in the office, right? I don't think there's any way that thing weighs six seventy three. Deuce could just come in and pick that up. Right? Is that amazing? The deucer could just pick it up and put it on the side where it gets through the doors. Yeah. Okay, easy, so, no problem for him. <laughs> I gotta. I, I think John Gruden asked Derek, asked Derek Carr to help him move, and Derek went, "Oh, I gotta go meet David." Yeah, uh, I gotta go block people on Twitter because I don't read anything. I helped Damon move, 
And if you just to describe Demond to the listeners, um, he is kind of a stump. Like he is very wide, <laughs> stump. very wide, very muscular. <laughs> and it was genuinely there were things that we were lifting together that I was like, I could just sort of hang on this while you continue to carry it. Is, is, I am not helping in any way, shape or form. Is the worst call you ever get because it is. Well, I don't get them anymore, but I used to. Uh, the worst call I ever got was, hey, can you help me move? Oh, it's the worst call you could ever get yeah. from anyone. Because they're your friend, because yep. they're not calling if you're not your friend. Yep. And they want you to move. It is like, uh, obligated are, to say yes. You are, you're obligated to say yes, but you're just begging you have something else to do. Yep. Terrible. There's also the element, at least in my case, of, there better be beer and pizza. Like, there better be some sort of, like... I, We've uh, had people help us. I've fed them. Yeah. No, I have helped a number of people move, and I was like, what is this crap? I think the only thing worse than getting that call was, is A, moving yourself. Like, I, when you have to... I hate moving. Do you do that? Have uh, you done that yourself? We The last time we moved, we had movers help us. Yeah. No yeah. chance... I've, uh, I don't make yeah. many declarations that are heard at the house. Yeah. But eventually we'll move, and that's the declaration. I'm not doing anything. These guys are coming. I don't care what I'm paying them. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not moving anything. I'm not da- even having a box. So growing up, my family, we live. I lived in five states before I finished first grade. So, like, I was young. I didn't have to help move at all when I was that age. But in Mississippi, we lived in, like, four or five different houses. So like, we, it seemed like we were moving every two years. I was like, "Calm down, mom. Just yeah. just stay in the same house. We don't need to keep moving." And that always sucked when it's like when you're like thirteen, fourteen. It's like, "Hey, we're moving," and it's like, "Jesus." Not in the summers in Mississippi. That'd uh, be brutal. Probably did. Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Okay, so I I also moved around a lot, and I also had the father that basically went movers. Right, you can lift yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right, and. Yeah. So his idea of moving stuff wasn't, all right, we're going to take this in. All right, let's take a break and rest our, like, like, make sure we don't throw out our backs. It was put on a back brace. Yes, yes. <laughs> if your back goes out, yeah. we still are loading the truck. Yes. We actually, for the first time in my entire life, hired movers. And my dad and I unloaded, like, I want to say 90% of the truck, oh, the truck. And the two movers were still, like, struggling to get a dresser in <laughs> when we had, like, stuff in rooms already put where it needed to go <laughs> because we've done it so many times together that it's just like, you backwards on this one. Got it. I think Aaron Rodgers is yeah. staying with the Packers because yes. he didn't want to move. Yes. He's got a bunch of stuff in Wisconsin. He's like, this is going to be a pain. I thought, I genuinely thought ever since the falling out with the family, he has like nothing. Like he literally lives in LA 90% of the time that isn't football season. He didn't want to move that stuff to Denver. (laughs) That's fair. The LA to Denver or Green Bay to Denver still sucks. All right. Randall Cobb gets that call. Oh, Randall Cobb (laughs) is definitely having to help him move. No doubt about that. All right. We've got two tickets to go see Daughtry. The dearly beloved tour is coming to Las Vegas on March 19th at the theater at Virgin Hotel Las Vegas. You can buy tickets at AXS.com or you can win a pair right now. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. If you want to go see Daughtry at the theater at Virgin Hotel Las Vegas, 702-364-1100. We'll take caller number seven. You're locked in the press box. 
Congratulations to Eli. He won a pair of tickets to go see Daughtry. We've got more tickets tomorrow and then later in the week, some Mountain West tournament tickets to give away. Um, Ed, I know you didn't see this because your Lotus email doesn't work. No, I don't have that. Today's your 10 year anniversary of working here. Wow. Is it? Yeah. All right. Congratulations. Did I delete Boy, those that? Flu- well, those flew by. I flew did delete by. that. I deleted that without even looking. <laughs> wow. Those flew by. Ten years. Ten years of this. Remember seeing? Ten years of this. <laughs> Listen to you. <laughs> All right. You that, have a story for us. Yes. This well, um, not, I just have a complaint. Well, you started to tell us in the break, and all we got, all you got through was your wife buying a bird. Yes, she likes and animals. And we stopped you to say, hold yes. on, don't tell us. Well, tell us on the air. So I what is your story? I think we're going to see a lot of this with what's happening in the world and with Russia and the war and our gas prices and our grocery prices and all that. I get that. But I think we're going to see a lot of this. So she went to get a bird yesterday, or at least look at them, because she loves animals. Can I stop you for a second? How often does she go to buy a bird? Not often. She saves a lot of birds. Yes. yes we talked about the yeah, pigeon she saves a lot. I thought, the, I thought she went like out to go get a bird. Like not, she, not, to, not to a pet store. Like somebody she, called her and was like, ah, it's a down pigeon on do 15. No, no, no. She, <laughs> she went to a store to buy a bird or to at least look at them because she's going to end up buying it somewhere else. Okay. Before you get to your point, I know you have an actual point to make on this. Do you guys do you guys have like I don't know what they call them the little cage they keep the bird in? Sure, we have cage? aviaries at the house. We aviaries. have huge aviaries, oh. like, like huge ones. Okay, yeah. So no, you we are, are you are a hundred percent prepared. Oh, absolutely. To have this not bird. even question. Not even okay, question. we could have a ton of them. Is there a certain kind of bird she wanted? Or uh, she was looking at two or three um, uh, breeds of birds. Breeds of birds. Okay. All right. Continue so with your point. It's a store where the guy has no prices listed. Oh. Which is just hilarious. I don't think that's a store. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a room. and It's a room with vaguely posh animals. So she started pointing out birds. He's like, eh, 300? And she's like, no. He's like, 200? <laughs> so it's like, all of a sudden, she's like, okay. Then there were cages that she was going to get for this specific bird before she moved it into the aviary. And these cages are backed up through to, to the wall, like hundreds of them. No prices on them. And she said, what about this one? 75? And she's like, you know, you're really expensive. He goes, yeah, but you know what's happening in the world, right? And she's like, what does that have to do with birds and cages? Are you've these had birds like- Ukrainian? <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's like, what is she? She goes, what does that have to do with birds and cages you've had for like probably, te- you know, well, not the birds, but the cages could be like 20 years old. Right. We have no idea. But that was his excuse. Hey, you know, have you seen the gas prices? <laughs> and she's like, she goes, are you kidding me? Is is this what we're gonna get now? Like you know, you know, it's like well, you know, my birds and cages went up because of what happened with gas. So she's like, yeah, thanks a lot. She was with my son. My son gave the guy a look like, dude, come on. So they uh, they quickly left the room. It, she thought it was a store, but like Jared said, it might not be a store. It was a, it was probably a room with a bunch of birds and the cages. The price in of it. birds has increased. Yes, the, the price of birds increased, and he literally <laughs> said, that. and there wasn't one price tag on anything. Like not on the cage with the birds, like you know, saying what the breed of the bird is, and, and and saying how much money. Not none of the cages had a price on it. He was just making up prices as she said, like which <laughs> items she wanted to buy. Did he have a cash register? I didn't ask her that. She, oh, believe me, she never got close to that because she was never going to spend a dime in the store. But I mean, yeah. So this sounds like I mean, a drug front. <laughs> it's just, it's, it was just. So then I started. Thinking, hey, birds like, are a cash business. <laughs> how how much will this happen? 
You know what I mean? Like with how many people you go to buy? Well, with everything yeah. you go to buy. Well, you know, did you see gas? Like what? I went to buy some lint rollers. Yeah. They're seventy five dollars. I mean, well, you know what's going on in the world. <laughs> did you see the groceries? Well, you know about that fertilizer. I mean, it's just. <laughs> like, I'm excited for baseball season to come back. You to go buy a Dodger shirt, and it'd be like three times the exactly. price. Exactly. Well, like, you know, I guess. Like, well, <laughs> see the war in Russia. These Dodger shirts. Eh, you see your, going you see up. your coconut water. Things a lot more money for twelve of them now. Uh, so that was my story. So she uh, came home laughing at the entire thing. She'll get her bird. She'll go other places and get, I, get again her get her bird. I know I've said this a couple times, depending on like with Cassie Soto and a couch, where you know you drive around long enough, you find a couch. You drive around long enough, you find a dog. Like these things are available. True. There are birds just flying around out here. <laughs> They're flying around our <laughs> well, house everywhere. Okay. You got to catch those. I mean, I've seen some pretty dumb roadrunners in certain neighborhoods. Now, she did, in typical fashion, start thinking, now, wait a minute. If he's using the oil excuse, maybe I start breeding these things. Oh, boy. (laughs) I mean, this is what they're going for. Come on. I mean, if this oil thing continues on, in a do couple need, months, these birds might be $600. Do I need to call my mother? Because she breeds dogs and be like, hey, are you charging more? Oh, I see, exactly. Yes. You see what's going on in Russia? What, you should be charging What's the more. gas prices out there in Mississippi? <laughs> like seven cents. <laughs> it's got, it's gone from seven cents to a dollar, and they're yeah. just like in the streets with pitchforks. Going, You've got to be kidding me. We need to invade a Middle Eastern country. <laughs> Man, uh, the price on birds going yeah. up. It was just the fact that he said the actual words. Well, you see what's going on. Like, <laughs> no, we don't see. We know what's going on. What does that have to do with your birds and cages? The great I, Eastern European yeah, bird crisis. Yeah, yes, well, exactly. Is there a lot of a lot of like birds you would have as pets from that particular <laughs> area? Like, I don't think of that area as like, ooh, pretty well, birds. They, they flew all this way. They got the heck out of there. <laughs> they they came all. all they came all the way over, and you know they're pretty tired. So we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to charge you three hundred and fifty bucks for the bird. I really hope you become bird breeders. <laughs> she I'm gave very, it a thought. Well, I'm and she paused last night because she just loves animals so much. But she paused last night. And she goes, it kind of came to her. She's like, you know, if this guy's selling them for this, I take care of them better. We got the aviary out there. Put so a price yeah. tag on them. Actually, let people know how Have much they over. are. Well, we don't want people at the house, but she could take them someplace. Well, in, the cage. Mean, in the in the eighty five dollar cage, she could throw them in that, like take <laughs> and meet someone like down at the restaurant and get, you know make the exchange. I mean, when I was in high school, we had random people come to our house all the time to look oh, for the dogs. dogs. Yeah, yeah, was not great. I'd be home. My mom would be like, "Somebody's coming to look at the puppies. Let them in." Like. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Am I gonna and get it's murdered? Mississippi, so they're going to have a gun. <laughs> right. Am I going to get murdered? No, they're just looking at the puppies. Don't let uh, them leave with one. Okay, Mom. You got it. Yay, breeding puppies.